gratitude is something that I understand. Someone does something for you and you are thankful. Maybe it was something they were supposed to do or agreed to do, but you are thankful anyway. You feel appreciation, or maybe you feel cared for, or maybe you're just glad that they followed through. Gratitude is something we all understand. We try to teach it to our children as we were taught as children. We want to express it. We want them to express it. Say thank you. But more than just directing words of thanks, we hope to nurture a spirit of gratitude. In ourselves, in our children, we want to nurture a spirit of gratitude because gratitude connects us more closely to each other. Maybe it even encourages an increase in generosity and kindness. To be thanked may make you more likely to help out again, to give more freely, to even look for more opportunities to support others. Maybe gratitude encourages an upward spiral of giving and sharing. There are different ways to nurture that gratitude, to weave it into our lives. Some people write in gratitude journals, thinking of and then writing down one or two or three things they are thankful for each day. People who do this testify that it changes their perspective. The more grateful they are, the more gratitude they feel. It builds on itself. So gratitude is something I understand. Gratitude is something we all understand. Praise is a little bit different. If gratitude is something I return to someone after they have given something to me or done something for me, then praise is something I offer whether the actions that they have acted upon are connected to me or not directed toward me or not. I may praise a child for an accomplishment or for good behavior. I praise a co-worker for their diligence or skill. I praise a performer's performance. Boy, they were really good. What they did was amazing. In that sense, praise may build something in someone else, but does it build something between us? If gratitude builds the bond between us into something stronger, something more mutual, what does praise do? Does it just grease the wheels, encouraging more good behavior, more skillful work? And what about praising God? What does that do? Here's a question I find myself asking. Does God really need my praise? Does God really want my praise? What difference does it make if I think that God has done a good job or done something amazing? Does my praise matter to God? Does it connect us? It's harder for me to get into that space of the purpose of praise, to get into that space with understanding, with clarity, and yet the Psalms are full of praise for God. So there must be something very important, very foundational to offering praise. Praise the Lord. How often do you imagine that phrase alone appears in the Psalms? 
I plugged the question, praise the Lord in the Bible, into a search engine. And right away, 40 verses from the Psalms with that exact phrase, praise the Lord, popped up. Including a couple of times that phrase shows up in this morning's text, Psalm 148. And those 40 instances of praise the Lord didn't count in their number other similar phrases like praise God or even praise him. If we add those in, then suddenly the praise count goes through the roof. All of that just to confirm that over and over in the Psalms, praise is named, is offered. So one thing seems clear, and that is because the Psalms were written for worship, praising God is the key part of worship in the Hebrew Bible, in their worship experience. So what does that mean for us? What exactly does that mean for us, for our worship? If praise of liturgy, or worse yet, just a habit of liturgy, well then, that's not enough for me. I don't want praise the Lord to be the language of habit. Rather, I want it to mean something. I want praise to have meaning, to be meaningful. I want it to matter. Gratitude matters, I'm sure of that. I want praise to matter, too. Brings me back to where I started Gratitude is something I can get my head around, even my heart around. Gratitude brings me closer to the one to whom I am grateful. There's a sense of mutuality in it. But I still wonder how praise works in connecting me to those to whom I offer praise, and in particular, how it connects me to God. There are Christians who will say that God needs my praise even that God expects my praise. It's an expression of obedience, is what they say, which I take to mean that somehow praise is something that puts me back in my place. In expressing praise, God is elevated and I am lowly. And it could be that I need to be reminded of that. Maybe I even need to affirm that, that we each have our place. But something is not completely satisfied in me with that explanation. Been turning this over in my head this week, and here's a thought I've been having. I wonder whether praise is less like simply saying, Good job, God, or You are greater than I am, God, even though that's true, and more like breaking out in applause, maybe a standing ovation. Maybe praise is completely unnecessary, unneeded, but overflows anyway. Maybe praise is less like giving something you should give and more like giving something you can't help but give. Maybe real praise isn't a transaction of sorts or even an obligation, but simply uninhibited, enthusiastic approval expressive excitement. I was telling someone the other day about a memory I have of being at a preaching conference a number of years ago in Atlanta, I think, and Archbishop Desmond Tutu came to the conference to give a brief talk. We were in a huge church sanctuary in a suburb of Atlanta, and the place was filled, probably close to a thousand of us. 
And Tutu came up onto the platform and approached the pulpit with a jaunty little wave and a big smile, and the place erupted with applause. People stood and just clapped and clapped and clapped. He didn't shrink from it, but he also didn't hesitate to acknowledge it. He smiled and waved and smiled and waved because it went on and on. And I remember thinking that what was striking about that ovation was that we all felt compelled to applaud, moved to applaud, but we weren't applauding his talk because he hadn't given it yet. But rather we applauded his presence. We applauded him just for being who he is. We applauded him for being who he is, for his witness, for his presence in the world, for the way he inspires, for his example, his courage, his joyful demeanor, all of it. And for those moments of standing ovation, it was like we were all in complete agreement. We were all on the same team with the same values and the same hopes and dreams, valuing, affirming all the things symbolized by this little smiling man. No consultation was needed, no assessment, no explanation. We just knew, and we needed to respond, all of us at once. It was a very uplifting moment. And of course, I wrote this illustration this past week, days before hearing the news of Tutu's death this morning. A whispering of the Spirit, perhaps. That's kind of amazing. Well done, Holy Spirit. The same sort of ovations can happen sometimes after a stellar performance. People applaud with enthusiasm and gratitude and appreciation and joy. They clap and clap and clap. It can happen after various kinds of performances, but more often than not, it has to do with music. The crowd has been moved, maybe even to tears, but the tears are tears of joy, and such joy needs expression. The ovation is a testimony that we are all in agreement that this moment was a blessing, that this talent is to be valued, that this shared emotion is a gift. I think that's maybe what praise is. A recognition of something that is wondrous and surprisingly good. An enthusiasm for what really does matter for the gifts of the moment, for the presence and the spirit of the one to whom we are extending our affirmation, and whether the person or the performer needs our ovation or not, we want to give it because we want that person, that performer, to know how much we appreciate and identify with them and with the gifts they have offered us. It's kind of like gratitude, but it's more than gratitude. It's approval, it's enthusiasm, excitement, it's affirmation. Well done, well done done. If that makes any sense to you, then the idea of praising God may make some sense to you as well. It's not because God needs it. 
It's not a way of putting God up on the highest pedestal and ourselves in the lowliest rut. It's not catering to God's massive ego somehow. Rather, it's delight expressed without reservation. It's wonder and joy and amazement. It's somehow similar to how you feel and what you say when a baby takes her first wobbly and delightful steps. Well done, well done. You are amazing. It's somehow similar to how you feel and what you say when a musician ends a song with the most haunting note, with perfect pitch and fullest tone. Well done, well done. You are amazing. It's somehow similar to how you feel and what you say to someone who has overcome all obstacles, all barriers, all negative certainties to reclaim a life, to know once again their own true self. It's your delight expressed without reservation. It's wonder, joy, amazement, and praise in the face of such difficulties. Well done, well done. You are amazing. Now, what does all of this have to do with Christmas? Well, it's not hard for us to get stuck on the idea of gifts and gratitude around Christmas. How would that not happen when so much of the holiday is focused around giving gifts and even around the idea that Christ is God's gift to this hurting and needy world? Give thanks for all the gifts of the season. We go there quickly, instinctively. But what about this thought? Christmas is not only a time of gift and giving, but it is also a moment when the world breaks open with something completely unexpected and wonderfully delightful. And sometimes then, all we can say to God is, well done, well done. You are amazing. Did you see the sky the other evening at dusk? the most beautiful color palette of rose and orange and yellow and red. Well done, well done. You are amazing, O God. Have you seen the way that people have been moving through grief and loss this week? With such grace and vulnerability and pure love, it stirs me to wonder, to step into that space where heartbreak and hope live together. Well done, well done, you who are leaning into sadness and love. You are amazing. Were you here on Christmas Eve? Did you hear the music, the pure notes, the true testimonies of beauty and faith? And again today, harmony, lyrics, a chorus of voices. Well done, well done. You who share such things are amazing. 
Do you see the infant Christ in the manger in Bethlehem, wrapped in swaddling clothes, completely as vulnerable and trusting at the beginning of his life as he will be at the very end of his life? Well done, well done, O Christ. You are amazing. Do you sense the Spirit moving in mystery and possibility, moving past our expectations for the way things have to be, the way things should be, moving us past our expectations for the way things have to be, the way things should be, as we move toward those, past those self-made obstacles, there opens up before us a space of holiness and hope. Well done, O Spirit. Well done. You are amazing. Do you see the precious people around you? Do you see them in their humanity? Do you see in them the spark of the divine as well? These people, your community, fill you with wonder and joy, fill you with assurance. And as you look around, as you look at them, you can't help but say, well done, well done. You are amazing, my sisters and brothers. And that's why praise matters. Not because it anchors us down, but because it releases us to wonder, to joy, to amazement, to delight. Praise to God, the cosmic artist. Praise for human honesty in grief and struggle. Praise for soaring melodies and beautiful harmonies. Praise to Christ the newborn, Christ the teacher, the example, the savior. Praise to the spirit moving in mystery and hope. Praise to the circle of community. Well done, well done, we exalt. You are each and all amazing. And you, O oh God of the universe, you are especially amazing, and we applaud you. You, O oh God, who creates all things, who gives all goodness. Listen again to Christine Robinson's paraphrase of the closing verses of Psalm 148 from Psalms for a New World. The people praise God, the wise, the rulers, the lowly, the children, the ones who see the splendor of the cosmos and the single beauty of every star. The people praise God, the star in the center of every heart, creating them in love. May God indeed be the star at the center of your heart, for God has created you in love. We are grateful for that, thankful, but we are also amazed. Well done, well done, O God of the universe. Well done, well done, O God within each one. We praise you, we praise you, we praise you. Amen.